0: Hello, Bill Boyd again here with the North Carolina Study Center Daily Devotional. We have been looking at the book of Revelation and going to continue to do that. Um, a revelation or unveiling to you from me, and that is I listened to what I had said yesterday. And, and uh, to be honest, I was a little bit bored by it for the first part, at least. And my, my goal is not to entertain, but my goal is to be... Um, I guess not to waste your time or to keep your attention for sure. And one thing I realized was that I've been recording this um, video-wise, but we've just been putting up the audio. But when you record with video, uh, it changes the way you communicate. So all to say, maybe it was that, maybe it wasn't, but I'm changing to where I'm now recording audio only, and I think that will um, impact the way I communicate in a positive way for this. But that said, I would love to hear uh, feedback from you because I want this to be an edifying time for you. And I want it to hold your attention as well. Or at least I don't want what I do to not hold your attention. All right. The revelation to John. This is the Apostle John. He's been exiled uh, to the Isle of Patmos. And once again, we're going to read these first three verses because I've got another thing for us to look at. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known, that is, Jesus did, by sending his angel, his messenger, to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that John saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Now, there's so much here. And I mentioned the first day that John, um, in Revelation, doesn't so much explain the Old Testament as he uses it as his palette, and he paints with phrases and images from the Old Testament. And that's how he unveils Jesus. It's this revelation, this unveiling of Jesus Christ. And partly that's an unveiling meaning and a showing who Jesus is, but partly it's Jesus showing us who he is and what we are and what reality is. Now, there are four things that are unveiled. Uh, ultimately in the book of Revelation. The first thing is Jesus himself, and that's very clear. But then there will be uh, a revelation of the Ancient of Days and his heavenly court. And then there will be a revelation of the harlot. And then finally, a revelation of the bride. And all of this is incorporated into or is a part of the unveiling of Jesus Christ because it's in Christ that all things hold together. I love what Peter Lightart says. He says, when Jesus is unveiled, the hidden truth of everything is disclosed. In other words, God is hiding nothing from us. The Spirit of God is the agent of the unveiling, and he searches the deep things of God in order to communicate them to the church. And is that not a comforting and a, 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 almost an embarrassing, I mean, a touching thing to think that the very Spirit of God is searching the deep things of God in order to reveal them, to mine them, to show the treasures of God to whom? To us, to the people of God, the church. Now, there's another little word thing going here that I want to mention today because I think there's a lot of fruit from it. I mentioned to you that the word revelation uh, really is just uh, simply uh, a translation, you know, uh, of the word apocalypse. And so when we talk about an apocalypse, it is a, a genre of literature, you might say it's a type of communication, but what it really is, it's just a revelation. It's an unveiling. Well, in Hebrew, the word for to unveil or to uncover is the word galah. Uh, and, and the reason you need to know that is that that's also the word for exile. Now think about this for a moment, because it is it is completely fascinating, I think, and Uh, has great significance for our daily lives. Um, An exile, meaning when the people of God are exiled, when like the northern kingdom is carried off by Assyria, ultimately when the southern kingdom of Judah, Jerusalem, is carried off by the Babylonians, that kind of exile, that kind of exile is an uncovering. It's an unveiling. Well, what is it an unveiling of? Well, for one thing, it's it's a very public unveiling in the Old Testament of, of the Son of Israel. And uh as it's been said before, God covers Israel. He says, Israel, I long to cover you, you know, with my garments. And he says, But you've um you've unveiled yourself to other suitors. You you've shown your nakedness to other kings, to other saviors, and therefore I've just unveiled you to the world. If that's what you want, then have at it. That's part of what the exile is. Here's another part of the exile, though. An exile, when the people are removed from the land, that's what the exile is. Well, it's a removal of God's glory from the land. Well, why is that? Well, the reason is this. God's people are meant to be the glory covering of a land. Think about it. In Genesis, God creates everything, this wondrous garden and this creation, and then God sets man in it to work it and to develop it. God makes the land for man, not man for the land. Man is the glory of the land. Man is there to cultivate the land, to develop it, to plant, and to nurture crops, and also to um, deal with animals who feed upon the land. And when mankind is removed from the land, what happens? Well, briars and thorns begin to inhabit it again. Parts of it go from, you know, turf to dust, And it begins to be filled in not by uh, cattle and sheep and goats, but by wild animals. uh, Stripped of humans, Uh, Lightheart says, the land is once again prone to desolation. Uh, When you think of it this way, captured slaves are usually transported unveiled, that is, naked. And when people are driven from a land, the land once again becomes naked. Now, why is this so important for us? Well, one thing to realize that on the cross, Jesus enters into the ultimate exile. He is unveiled. He was crucified naked, and that's very important to remember. But what's unveiled in this naked Son of God on the cross is the extent of our own exile, the extent of our own wickedness. And yet, Jesus The Son of God exposed like that is also God exposing to the world the depths and the lengths he's willing to go to in order to redeem a people made in his image who have rebelled against him. Jesus naked on the cross taking our sin upon himself is the revelation of God's love. And this has always been the stumbling stone of the gospel. It's such a horrible thing, and it's also such a beautiful thing. Um, What's unveiled as well is the nature of Satan. He is a liar. He is ugly. And he is out to rob mankind of his glory. And all of that is also unveiled at the cross. Now, here's what's so practical about this. If sin is the cause of exile, it's the cause of the removal of mankind from our proper place as God's stewards in the earth, then redemption in Christ is the opposite of that. It's the sending back of mankind, it's the redeeming of mankind, it's the re-gifting of mankind with the land, And this is why uh, the Apostle Paul says, as we mentioned yesterday, that the sons of God, um, you know, the earth itself longs for the sons of God to be revealed. Why? Because the earth desires for man to be the rightful stewards of it. So question, how seriously do you and I And and I might say it this way, too. How delightfully do you and I take our position as redeemed children of God in this world? Do you realize, do we realize that each day we are called, freed, as it were, to be God's slaves, that is, God's workers in his world, and to go once again fill the earth and subdue it, to go and take the land, go and take this world, And work it, care for it, steward it so that it might not be naked, but so that it might be covered with the glory of God, stewarded, brought into its fullness, as it were, to the glory of God. It's what we were created for. It's what we're actually made to be good at. And this is our calling. The Lord bless you and keep you. And I hope to see you tomorrow, so to speak. Bye-bye.